All right, welcome to Design This Beyond the Die Line. This week, we're talking to a guest who works for a digital marketing leader in the cannabis industry. His company is, has client partnerships in over 20 states, as well as Canada, Mexico, and Europe. Welcome, Dan Sherrard. Yeah, thanks for having me. Cannabis Creative Group. So, thanks for having me, Mike. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Welcome to the show. So you work with everyone from MSOs to mom and pops. Talk to me about what Cannabis Creative Group is setting out to do. Yeah, absolutely. So um, Cannabis Creative Group is a full service marketing agency focused, obviously, in the cannabis space. So what we do is we help clients um, in all aspects of the cannabis industry, either, you know, a large MSO might be in 10 different states all the way down to local mom and pop CBD businesses. So what we do is we partner with these businesses to support their marketing efforts um, where they need a hand. So if that's brand development, packaging design, website design, and then digital marketing, you know, helping them one, create their brand. And then two, once their brand's created, help them uh, drive online traffic or in-store traffic to increase their sales. And what would you say are some of the key challenges that your clients come across when creating their brand? Yeah. I mean, one that comes to mind right away in the CBD industry is feel like every name is already taken. So there's a ton of CBD companies and a lot of them, um, you know, it's hard to create different names. So a lot of the, you know, green insert XYZ brand or the hemp or Canada this, Canada that um, brands are already identified and used. And, you know, there's a, there's a nod to cannabis there. And there's sometimes you don't want to be blatantly related to cannabis. So what are some good, you know, names that are still up for grabs or what can you create to make up a word or how, what is meaningful to your business? And that's a lot of the challenges that we're dealing with now is, you know, how to name a company and how to name it. So it tells a story, not just, you know, it's green can of dispensary or something like that. No, I think, yeah, no, I think you hit it on the head. That's a challenge that I think every company faces at, at some point. It's always a big question. It's like, okay, what do we call this? Right. So what are, what are some of the questions that you ask clients to, you know, overcome that challenge? Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing is, you know, we need to learn about their business, right? So what are some uh, differentiators of their business that are meaningful to them? Do they have sustainable practices? Are they focused on topicals? Are they a female-owned business? Are they focused on recovery for athletes? So it's you know identifying what parts of their business are important to them and then how to really position themselves in the marketplace to, to stand out. So a lot of that clutter, right? Like if you build it, they will come. Businesses and cannabis, that's gone by now, right? Where if you have the green, you know, cross and you're a medical dispensary, that's great, but that's not going to be sustainable in the, the economy that we're in now or the industry that we're in now. So what are those differentiators? What did it, What is it about your business that stands out? What's important to you? What's unique? What makes your business unique? And then that's really where we can develop that brand, um, their name, their mission, their vision, their taglines. Um, but really, you know, it's, it's pulling that out of the client is the biggest piece there because um, we can do all kinds of creative stuff, but if it doesn't mean anything to the client, you know, they're not going to be successful. 
That makes sense. Could you share with us a success story? Maybe like one of your favorite stories from clients that you worked with in the past where they came up with a really great name and story that, that really resonated in. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a company uh, that we worked with, uh, the Botera. They're a phenomenal dispensary based in Massachusetts. Their branding is great, really cool. Uh, Gemini and Chirag, when they came to us, their name was Green Tech Enterprises 2.0 and essentially said, all right, we got to go away from that. Uh, that's not going to fly. So um, we, we worked with them. We came up with all kinds of naming concepts. We thought about their roots, their heritage, the vibe of their dispensary that they're looking to build. We threw words together. We threw names together. We did all kinds of stuff. And it was really a collaborative effort between our business and theirs to come up with their name Botera, right? So um, they actually, you know, came up with the name Botera uh, that they were, you know, brainstorming and thinking of. And we went through, you know, sheets and sheets and sheets of names. And, you know, we're able to bring that story to life there. So um you know, really, that's a great story of, of a company that we were looking for, from uh, for. And uh, then we were able to create the branding, the design. We helped their uh, architecture, their interior designer build out their dispensary look and feel and uh, really help them uh, create their business brand and what it meant to them, too. Yeah, absolutely. Just in the name Botera, you already get the feeling like it's simpler. Mm -hmm probably more unique a little bit you know just would stick with you yep. in general so you can imagine how that might impact their business and their customers yep and it's like what does botera mean well it's a made-up word right but you know you think about terra as earth you think about botanist you think about botany all these different types of you know words they have a lot of earth tones a lot of you know like clay textures leaf pictures that kind of thing so incorporating some of those identities into their business um we were able to help them really build a beautiful brand yeah and that's the beauty of it like you get to give it its meaning you know like it has it's anchored in what the word sounds like what it means mm -hmm. but then visually you have complete creative freedom to really bring that brand to life and so like how they want to be remembered and what's that first impression that they want to have with their customers yeah absolutely how much creative freedom would you say you have um with clients when it comes to really bringing that to life yeah i mean i think you know we we have a amazing stall of graphic designers and you know we've done everything from you know random smaller projects and brochures all the way up to you know one of our designers built the sam adams website so we have a you know large range there from creative freedom um a lot of clients come to us and really let us have full creative freedom and say we have you know an idea or we have some likes of websites that we like or a packaging design that we like and so we work through a mood boarding process and what that means is the first thing we do is is we create likes and dislikes and different concepts to show our clients and say all right do you like the apple store look do you like the starbucks look do you like you know something totally random do you like the cookies website whatever it might be and then we dial in that brand so you know we're not just throwing a dart in the dark here and hoping for the best and sending them five different logo types or 50 different logo types we're looking at all the inspiration their likes and dislikes before putting that pen to paper so you know i would say the majority of our clients they trust us they've seen our work before 
they're just kind of, you know, along for the ride and looking for their input, obviously, to make that decision. But um, we've had some crazy stories like, you know, another on the flip side where we've had some creative freedom, but, you know, they have some design concepts. Uh, we get like uh, napkin drawings, right? So like someone's in, you know, in a bar or hanging out at home writing, you know, drawing a logo on a napkin. Like we've, we've seen some napkin drawings for a California based brand and they're like, I want something like this. And we're like, well, it's gotta be a little different because this is on a napkin and, you know, looks like, you know, someone, uh, a five-year-old wrote it <laughs> and that's not to say they have bad handwriting, but you know, it's something that I helped them with. So, um, but yeah, so they're like, all right, we want this, you know, we want this logo. It's this picture of a lotus or a leaf or whatever it is, but we want it to pop out. So um, we have that, you know, kind of with direction, but for the most part, it's like, hey, we are XYZ brand and we need everything. Beautiful. I say that all the time, like trust and creative freedom is so critical when it comes yeah. to the brand building process. And yeah. I mean, our, our designers have decades of experience and it's like, Look, you you can go for for pennies on the dollar and say, you know, at a website, you know, where they have graphic designers or freelancers bidding on projects like Upwork or 99designs, like here's what I want and be very particular about it and get that for pennies on the dollar. Like for companies that want to spend the the money with us and are able to spend the money with us, like we have decades of experience to do that where we have all kinds of designs and all kinds of crazy stuff that we've drafted up before, have ideas for, I mean, they're professionals, right? So it's like, yeah. look, you know, have a professional do it unless you have a, you know, direction or design that you want to go with and we can explore that and flush that out more. So it's, it's good to build that trust first and foremost. Absolutely. Without trust, there's no relationship really. And, and, right without trust the the designers the creatives they feel confined in a lot of cases they feel like they can't move and you know when you have a team with that much experience they need to be able to move you know they need right. that flexibility to really explore ideas and feel like they have the freedom to explore those ideas so that they can bring their best to the table when it comes to building this brand and really conveying what um, knowing the audience and knowing the client what's a great fit yep so, no, absolutely. I absolutely agree with that. So I want to jump into a story you wrote for Rolling Stone about the rise of video marketing. You wrote, curated content, like the aesthetic Instagram feed, has become a thing of the past and is now replaced with vertical video, short form video, vlog style videos, and so on. Can you tell me more about what you see has been working the best for clients today? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think... The biggest thing um, in terms of, of videos is organic evergreen videos are huge. People want to see like behind the scenes. So if you're a brand, right, um, a flower brand, people want to see how your product is grown. Who's the cultivator behind it? What strains are you using? And taking some of that content like behind the scenes, um, you know, I always use the the phrase or the, the reference, uh, if you're a food network guy, like how it's made or the discovery channel guy, how it's made or um, what's the one on food network with uh, I forget anyways, but like, you know, it, it's a behind the scenes look at, at everything um, is what really people are looking for in content. Um, the other thing, what that does is, you know, Instagram and Facebook and all of these social media platforms are also 
and their algorithms favoring a lot of this evergreen content and not doctored up content. So if you're, you know, uh, shooting with your iPhone and really doing, you know, live streaming or reels, that's going to be favored in some of the algorithms help you be seen more at the search engines than if you have, you know, the edited video that's crazy photoshopped and, you know, just not realistic. Um, I don't know how these channels work and are able to figure that out, but, you know, it's something that actually these social media channels have released and have mentioned, you know, how to get, how to increase your conversions and content better. So that's important in my eyes. Absolutely. We talk about UGC or uh, user generated content as the highest performing content yep. out there today. So I think it starts with encouraging clients and showing them how to create user generated con content themselves, which you've hinted at with behind the scenes documentation and you know how to capture their story behind what they're doing show a little bit of it without really giving out their secrets that kind right. of thing. and i think that's that's a key part and when we work with clients on like social media yeah we do a ton of the content and we create the content for them but also like we brainstorm a lot and provide strategy and help them you know what other supplemental content can you guys do right so is it educational videos like how to roll a joint how to roll a blunt that like you know you can have a, a butt tender or someone like that do and submit to us because it takes a lot less time or customer testimonials can you have someone you know that's just recording customers that come in obviously with permission is it you know workshops team interviews product videos like there's so many other opportunities where you know we obviously do a lot of content creation ourselves, but what is it that the dispensary or the CBD brand can do where we're not in their business every day? Like we'd love to be, and we can do, you know, photo shoots and stuff like that, but what can they do to help supplement our efforts and their efforts? Absolutely. And I think video is so critical and it, and it allows you to use a lot more storytelling <laughs> and that allows you to tie it back to the brand always. So whatever you lay out as the established brand persona and the emotion behind that brand, like you use the example of rolling a joint, you know how to roll a joint. If you tie that back to why you're rolling a joint or who you're rolling it for, or some of those things that come before and after and tie back to the persona of the brand, whether the brand is um, entertaining or informational or educational, depending on the purpose behind the brand and why it's there and who they're serving, you can really do a lot of great work in video right storytelling that way yeah i mean i i see all the time like there's a lot of brands that you can tell are just kind of done because they need to be done like there's not a true voice behind the brand yeah. and like once you capture once you see a brand that has like an actual voice like that relates to you or is entertaining to you like you're immediately captivated by them. Like can does an amazing job for the THC beverage company. So something that was totally pulled me in, um, was when they did like, you know, the mean tweets with Jimmy Kimmel, um, on the show, well, they did that with like mean tweets with their can product. And it was hilarious. They put it on Instagram. Like they were all over the place. Like there's other companies that have like, kind of like almost like a call it a wise ass type, like voice. And that really is entertaining to me because it's hilarious, right? So there's a, a company totally unrelated to cannabis. It's called Holy Cow. It's an ice cream shop. I'm like a big ice cream guy. I'm not going to lie. I enjoy a good ice cream. I love ice cream. But, uh, 
but the like ask you know ask as many questions or whatever it is when you can ask questions on instagram and respond to them um i was looking at that this morning and they have a great brand personality like super funny very sarcastic Mm. and like but respectful um so like just totally blunt and honest with people and so once you find some of those brands that like actually have a voice and like well thought out um they're just an arm and a leg and a head and like way 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 above and beyond other brands that just need to do it to check the box right Mm -hmm. um so that's important is and it doesn't have to be like a wise ass or like you know what i mean like depending on your voice everyone has a different market and a different you know customer uh, persona but it's like you need to do that and i see so many companies make the mistake of just say oh branding okay give me a logo and a packaging design and we need a color palette and we want to use green and black and white it's like look we can do that if that's really what you want but i'll tell you right now like probably worth it to stop let us as professionals do our job and like really come out with a full project for you. So as we work with companies like people who just want to get it quick done and launch a brand and they're white labeling something and they just want an e-commerce store, like might not be a good fit for us because there's no creative freedom. We know what's going to happen. We've seen it time and time again. And unless they have a really good distribution channel, like they're probably going to fail in the space now. But you know, companies that are, you know, looking outside the box, willing to invest in their company, looking to be different. Like those are companies that are fun to work with. We, you know, we, we usually gravitate towards more and are, are really good projects for us. Absolutely. And so there's one thing that's on my mind is there's so many touch points now with customers, given all these social media platforms, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and those are ever changing in popularity. And then you have websites and then you have the actual in-store experience all the way down to the packaging. There's so many like touch points along the way. What are some advice or tactics that you use to bring that together? Mm-hmm. Um, identify them all up front. Use the same messaging for all of them and create content pillars that you stick to, I think is important. Mm-hmm. So the more cohesive um your messages across all the platforms and really like nailing your message your persona your voice through to the customer and all those touch points the better like making sure that if you have your brand positioned one way and you're sending out an email that your text messages are the same you know tone voice and tone they're capturing the same content um as your website as the other channels and like repurpose content I can't talk enough about like how important it is to create long form content and use that across multiple channels as short form pieces of content. So like create an ebook on how to grow the best Northern lights, right? So then create that seven page document about your whole growing process, whatever it might be, use that for your website as a gated piece of content use it for your email marketing to capture leads and say, here's how to grow the best, you know, Northern lights, whatever it is. Um, use that across social media multiple times and then film every step of the way, put that on TikTok, put that on Instagram reels, like repurpose that, you know, and really make that a comprehensive document or a piece of content instead of like, Hey, we need 20 different concepts to use this month and everyone has to be different. Like, 
you're going to get stressed out. You're going to run out of ideas. You're going to be hitting your head against the wall. I mean, it's really important there to repurpose some of that content. So you get it across multiple channels all at once. Which is a great tactic in general, um, just with the amount of effort, especially for small teams. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's super critical. And a lot of teams get overwhelmed with yeah. creating so many short videos and and then burning through that content and always having to almost chase their tail, keeping up with, you know, just content in general, working through social media. So, right. Uh, I, fully, I fully agree with that for sure. So we would be remiss if we didn't spend a little time talking about the bad too, right? Cause it's not all sunshine and rainbows. So what would be an example of something that you would see as like a, a brand disaster or. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> we we've been through a few. I mean, like I said, if if a company comes to us and they want to be, you know, Canna XYZ brand and they just want pot leaves everywhere and <laughs> they, you know, their voices, you know, we want to be professional and we want to be, you know, thought leaders. It's like, all right, well, you know, how else can you be vanilla besides that? You know what I mean? It's like, come on, give us something to work with. So we, you know, companies that just want to push out a brand as fast as possible and don't care about anything, don't care about the branding, just they have money to, to spend and they have a product to pump. That's kind of a disaster for us. Yeah. Um, you know, we go through and I wouldn't even call them disasters. I just call them kind of like, you know, headaches or change of directions where we get so far down the road with brands and where we're you know, about to start a website design and we've probably spent 200, 300 hours already on the brand and have gotten, you know, to the point where we're coming up with packaging design, you know, we have all the name, the colors, the fonts, all that laid out. They have a turnover in their business or they have a change of directions and they just spent all this money with us and they're like, yeah, go in complete different direction. I mean, it's fine with us because, you know, we created this great brand and if they ever want to use it in the future, it's theirs. But like, you know, we invested all this time, effort and energy and then, you know, something happens. So it's not necessarily a disaster. It's more of a pain for the client, right? Because they're like, well, I just spent all this money with you guys and, you know, we have a different direction. So um, those are always fun ones to deal with. Um, Let's say that. And then, uh what else i mean that that's really it um branding's fun i mean it's just a fun area to be in i love data i'm a data guy i like to look and say hey we did x and you got y out of it you know i want to i want to touch on that a little bit because i think it's really really important um and and something that a lot of brands stumble on going through the process of brand creation yeah, there's there's not enough prototyping, testing, and listening to their customer. So yeah. they might spend like like you said, hundreds of hours on developing the brand in a way that they see without testing with their customers, and they get to launch, and all of a sudden they get a reaction that they weren't expecting. Right. So how how important is that, and how do you how do you handle that with brands? That that's huge. I mean, that if you haven't done that already, when either starting to work with us or we're doing that with you. You need to do it. I mean, it's not about who you think you are. It's about who your customers think you are and, you know, customers think your products are. So if you're going to market with, you know, this brand concept 
take the time, do some surveys, do some, you know, um, focus groups. You know, there's a company we work with for a lot of that um, called Outfront Solutions. They're out of California, Janine Moss and Nicole DeMeo. They're okay. a phenomenal company. And they do a lot of that work with some of our clients is they, you know, their business goes in, they look at, you know, surveys, focus groups, um, gathering that data, really helping with that kind of go-to-market concepting, um, where then our designers can put that brand to life, where we can take that information, create the creative, create the brand messaging for it. And it that's, we've worked on multiple projects with that, um, with that team. And it's been great. One of them I can speak to, uh, Wisdom Essentials. They're a CBD brand and they're focused on uh, 50 or let's call it like 45 plus community. So uh, they they coined the term modern midlifers. And that's something that uh, Janine and Nicole and our team worked with is really, you know, people who are still active, but they're not, you know, 20 to 30. So all these CBD companies are looking at like, you know, muscle cream for athletes and, you know, power lifters and uh, um, like, you know, younger demographic, CrossFit demographic, that's the word I was looking for. Mm -hmm. And like, no, you know, this company, uh, Tom and Dennis, uh, they're like, look, we love pickleball. We play every day. We're golfers. Like we are still very active. Like don't forget about us as a demographic. We want to learn more about CBD. We want to, you know, use CBD and consume CBD, but no products are out there that are are tailored towards us. So Janine and Nicole came in, did a phenomenal job understanding the concept with them, identifying the concept. Our team did some great graphics and design and website design and, you know, some branding campaigns with them and really, you know, nailed an audience, in my opinion, that you know, it is hyper-focused. And that's what I've talked to a lot of brands about is like, stick with one audience, like figure out one audience, Mm -hmm. capitalize on that audience, figure out your brand through that audience and what they relate to, and then expand from that. If you're CBD for wellness, like you're just going to get eaten up by all these companies with hundreds of thousands of dollars of ad spend per month that are are there. I mean, Lord Jones, you know, Medterra, CBD Medic, you know, our CBDMD, uh, Charlotte's Web, like they're, they're CBD for wellness and they're CBD for everyone. They've owned that space. Like where to compete against these companies are figuring out, you know, what niche audience you can relate to and build a business around and then expand upon that or else you're going to kind of just get eaten up with all the clutter out there. Exactly. Yeah. That's how you compete in the market beyond the product itself. It really is the brand. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's how you present the brand and who you're speaking to and making sure that you're, you're resonating with them through, yeah. through that personality. Is there any last piece of advice that you would give to our listeners? Maybe someone who's thinking about starting their first brand or maybe um, someone who hasn't existed, isn't quite working out. Yeah. I mean, my biggest piece of advice is spend the time, effort, and energy to invest into your brand from the start. It's the foundation of your business you cannot do anything without building that foundation. And if you do without building that foundation, either it's going to be six months, a year, two years from now, you're going to go through the headache again. And you're going to say, why isn't my brand working? 
well, I don't have a tagline or I don't have a brand voice or I don't actually have a color palette. It's just green and black or, you know, my logo doesn't represent me as a company. So in, you know, before starting, you know, the, the ad spend and the social media channels and all that, you know, stuff that that sexy stuff that brings in the revenue invest into your brand or you're going to do it in the future anyways and it's just going to be more of a headache then yeah that makes perfect sense don't create more work for yourself right right i mean yeah you know branding and graphic design to work with professionals it, it can get expensive for their work their amazing work but if you're going to have to do it twice and twice in two years better to spend the money now um and do it right the first time over time for sure. Well, thank you, Dan, for taking time to speak with us. Um, how can companies connect with you or, or look at your work? Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on the show. It was awesome and really like, you know, talking about this concept. So um, if you got, if anyone's interested in getting in contact with me, it's dan at cannabiscreativegroup.com. And then our website, we have a ton of portfolio pieces on there. It's cannabiscreativegroup.com. Super easy and uh, always happy to chat, learn more about, you know, what projects you guys have coming up and seeing if we can help you uh, achieve some of your goals. Thank you for that, Dan. Uh, we really appreciate all of our brand warriors out there. Cool. So keep up, keep up the good work. And you can download episodes of Design This Beyond the Dial Line. Look for all of our episodes by going to cannabisradio.com or subscribe to the show at Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Until next time, always think beyond the dial line. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.